are some hymns that return to us throughout our lives. Like sticky notes we've attached to moments on our consciousness, we come across them and we think, oh yes, I remember this. I think this is one of the most important functions of hymns. To reappear from time to time, in the midst of worship or in solitude, and remind us of things. One of these hymns for me is Many and Great, O God, Are Thy Things. Many and great, O God, are thy things, maker of earth and sky. Thy hands have set the heavens with stars, thy fingers spread the mountains and plains. Lo, at thy word the waters were formed, deep seas obey thy voice. Grant unto us communion with thee, thou star-abiding one. Come unto us and dwell with us. With thee are found the gifts of life. Bless us with life that has no end, eternal life with thee. First, let me say that I love the poetry of this hymn. For whatever reason, I almost always feel most inspired by hymns that sing the beauty of our natural world, which this text does. This text, too, describes the acts of creation in such simple, physical terms. I can see those hands setting stars in the heavens and those fingers spreading mountains and plains as if they were made of clay. I love the phrase, Thou star-abiding one. I also love the melancholy but rhythmic tune of this hymn. It is simple, but just out of the ordinary enough to be memorable. It is easily singable. The hymn has a powerfully tragic history. Also known as the Dakota Hymn, it was sung by 38 Dakota prisoners of war as they were led to execution at Mankato, Minnesota on December 26, 1862. My first experience serving as a musician leading a worship service was at Northminster Presbyterian Church in Iowa City, Iowa. It was a fledgling congregation that my grandparents, James and Virginia Spaulding, were helping to get established, and for a couple of weeks, my grandfather, who was a professor of religion at the University of Iowa, preached to give the minister the opportunity to take a vacation. For each of these services, I would accompany the hymns on the electric piano, providing preludes and other interlude music on my violin. As we prepared together, my grandfather brought me a hymnal with each of the week's hymns indicated, and one was, Many and Great, O God, Are Thy Things. He also told me the story of our family connection to the hymn. When my grandparents were first married in 1945, my grandmother joined my grandfather where he served as a Presbyterian minister at Fort Peck Indian Reservation in Montana. The experience was formative for them, and inspired a lifetime of activism and support of Native American causes. The hymn, Many and Great, O God, Are Thy Things, is included starting in the 1990 edition of the Presbyterian Hymnal, largely thanks to their advocacy. So, this was my introduction to the hymn. A few years ago, my cousin Peter was getting married in an elegant celebration in Los Angeles. This was an especially exciting event because... Well, let's just say we'd never had a family wedding before where tuxedos and gowns were the dress code. It was a really fancy wedding. My sweet Aunt Almut 
hoping to organize a moment during the weekend's festivities for the two families to gather together and sing, asked me to arrange a handful of hymns that are particularly meaningful to our family. Because I wasn't able to attend the wedding myself, I happily sent along these arrangements, including, by her request, Many and Great, O God, Are Thy Things. Of all family traditions that help us to remind us of who we are, I think that singing a hymn like this one is a very nice tradition indeed. During a few moments of downtime on Christmas Eve, this year at East Granby Congregational Church in East Granby, Connecticut, I looked through our files of bell choir music to select a piece for us to tackle in January. The evocative name Northern Lights caught my eye, and I lifted the file out to look more closely at the music inside. When I saw that the piece was based on this hymn, I knew it was the one we were meant to play. days after we performed the piece in worship, I received an email from my Aunt Jody. One year ago today was the subject. It was the first anniversary of my grandmother's death, and several relatives responded with memories and reflections on the year. Jody also shared photos of a thank you letter she had received from a representative of the Fort Peck tribe. When my grandmother died, my aunts had returned several gifts, which had been given to my grandparents when they departed Montana. The gifts, graciously received back by the tribe, included two pairs of moccasins, a war club, and a book of psalms written in the Dakota language. It is even longer since my grandfather died in 1996, but in the emails this January, my Aunt Helen reminded us about this powerful moment toward the end of my grandfather's life. When he was in hospice, she wrote, Native Americans across the country called in a conference call to sing to him. When he was at Fort Peck, he had thought how ridiculous it was that a white boy was preaching on the reservation. He made it a mission to ordain Native Americans and set up a program to mentor Native Americans through college and into a program he established at Dubuque Seminary for them. As a result, there are now Native Americans ordained as Presbyterian pastors. I am proud of what my grandparents did throughout their lives to support Native Americans, as well as many other groups of people who have suffered injustice. The hymn, Many and Great, O God, Are Thy Things, is included in the hymnals of several denominations, so I do not claim that my grandparents are alone in honoring the hymn, or the people for whom the hymn was originally significant. But, my grandparents' successful advocacy for the inclusion of the hymn in the Presbyterian hymnal was an achievement worthy of remembrance. It signified something important. It said, we are here together. You matter. This music is an important part of our shared experience. As a musician and as a human, I dare to hope to leave such a legacy. 
to leave evidence for future generations that my eyes, ears, and heart were open while I was here on this earth. To leave reminders of the times we had together and reminders of what we accomplished to honor others, to make this world a kinder, more welcoming place. Thanks to Mary LaRue for this episode. For more, visit songsinthedesert.org. We'll see you tomorrow for another Song in the Desert. Thank you.